Welcome to Curveball Defied. On today's podcast, we have the pleasure of having Aben Kurgiakos. Aben studied business at DePaul University, and in today's podcast, we'll dive into his work for his beloved hometown of Chicago, working as an executive vice president of innovation and venture strategy at World Business Chicago, a nonprofit. Thank you so much, Aben, for taking the time. And we want to get started and get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us a little bit about what role education played on your life growing up? Absolutely. So thank you for the opportunity. Really happy that we're having the conversation to share more about our journey. Uh, And obviously, I know your podcast has been really great with a wide variety of guests. So I'm really excited that we're having this conversation. Um, So, uh, you know, I think it comes from my parents, right? So I think my parents have been very intentional about uh, having a good education like any good parents. And I think part of me has also thought about um, that is not just limited to just the classroom experience. I think that's something that's extremely important that more and more people are realizing is sort of the education that's outside the classroom. So what is your work-based learning experiences? Who are the people that you're meeting with? When people talk about networking, I think what that really means is how are you educating yourself through the life experiences of other really amazing professionals, colleagues, and friends? So I think when we think about education, it's not just the classroom experience. It's also just as important about what's outside the classroom. And now more than ever, you have platforms like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, even Instagram that are sort of knowledge platforms, right? So when you talk to the folks at LinkedIn, how they think about LinkedIn is sort of a global knowledge and skills training platform. I think that's super smart in the way that how people are now consuming information. So when I think about education, it's been such an evolution from the classroom to outside the classroom. Going to Stevens, it's very heavily focused on engineering and New York City, definitely one of the places in the world which focuses on engineering. And once you're applying to colleges, you kind of have to really kind of know what you want to do by that point, because every single school has things that you could take advantage of. Like, as you mentioned, the internships. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of your internships and kind of understanding with what you want to do long term? Absolutely. So I, there's three things. One is that you meet really inspiring, accomplished professionals. And so um, nothing is more inspiring than excellence. And so you, I was, especially in my internships, I came across really excellent supervisors, managers, and executives, many of them who are still part of my network today. And so they're the ones who kind of tracked my career journey and having people that were so invested in you from day one and seeing you grow since then has been a huge blessing in my kind of professional life. Two is that um, it taught me what I didn't like. So I think for so many early um, uh, early professionals or for those in college right now, you'll do an internship and then you realize, okay, this is not the work that I want to build my career in. That's extremely valuable, right? So internships can be anywhere between three months, six months, nine months to 12 months. And so having that really kind of short stint, maybe not the most comprehensive view about a particular function or discipline, but I think most people get a gut feeling in the middle of the internship about like, oh, this is not for me. And then third, I think is, um, again, this really valuable learning experience about how to operate in a professional environment, which has, again, drastically evolved since COVID, right? So my internships when I was in college to where I am right now, how professional environments have evolved to be more progressive, more inclusive, to be more um, uh, um, to be more knowledgeable about burnout and to be more knowledgeable about work-life balance and what we need to offer for people. 
um, I think internships can really teach you those really important lessons. So for me, I think even during the quiet winter breaks or summers, I try to do an internship because it just kept me involved. I wasn't super engaged with school. Um, and those were the most valuable experiences because you have to put in the time to do in the work, right? There's nothing else than putting time in to, put, to do great work and internships allowed me to do that. What was your initial motivation for breaking into that sector and kind of trying to have your career in government? Yeah, I, you know, I think what's really, um, I was always sort of a, a news junkie. So um, um, I was such a nerd when it came to um, everything that was happening in current events, global studies, global affairs, all in, I never knew at a young age how to uh, practice that passion, that interest, I always had it. It was just really difficult for me to translate into something real. And um uh, something that always attracted me was sort of the, the inner workings of government, um, how public policy is formulated, how governments are structured, how governments operate. Again, super weird to say if you're young, right, that you're super interested in that. Most people had other hobbies. Um, and so I think I had that passion. I was able to kind of practice that passion through internships and projects through my four years. And finally, I was in enough networks and environments for professionals to say, hey, you can build a career in this space, right? And so the one thing I would mention to people is that um, stay curious because I think you'll never realize that one curiosity will spark that one particular action that gets you into an internship, a room, an event that actually opens your mind about how that particular passion is formulated. I think it's that's extremely important because I think for so many young professionals, it's it's it, it becomes challenging to just say that you're going to do this particular major because all your friends did it or what you think is popular or make the big assumptions that you want to be in this particular thing, right? So if all your friends are doing accounting, oh, maybe I should do accounting. Maybe that was never your particular interest. Um, no offense to accountants. But I think what's really important is um, to stay curious is to, uh, what that really means is to really understand how do you practice that particular passion and what does that look like in the professional environment? And most people just don't know how to take that first step. And that's where mentors, your family, and your friends could be extremely helpful. I think something that I did in my community was I tried to identify family friends who were in those specific career tracks, have conversations with them about what does your day look like? Why are you interested in this space? Why do you love this work? Um, being proactive and staying curious is really important. And when you stay curious, you're always going to find people that are in that space. And they're like, wow, this young guy, he has the hustle. He has the work ethic. Well, maybe I should help him out. And that's always going to benefit you. And one thing that's also really important, especially when you're young, is surrounding yourself with people that have a similar work ethic. Because if you want to be looking for your full-time job a year before you graduate and all your friends at that time are all they're focusing about is going out, partying, having a good time, you guys are not going to be able to connect that much because while you're working, they're out clubbing, not focusing on the future. They're focusing about right now. And while that is more fun, future hits much faster than you think. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how important it is to, uh, to surround yourself with people, with the right people, especially when you're at that young part of your career where you are so malleable and people could shape you? Absolutely. So I, I, I usually when I talk to college students, I always tell them, make sure you have your fun, right? Whatever that looks like for you. But I think the most important thing is um, uh, being your best self. So if you're a super nerd on a particular topic, well, be your best self. Embrace that passion while you're that super nerd. Um, so, uh, and, and don't feel like you have to confine yourself with other people's particular passions, right? Like let everybody be their best selves. And so I've come across a lot of friends who are just like, 
that's not my particular scene. This is what I like to do in my weekend. That was inspiring for me because I saw alternative models about how people spent their time. And I think what's really important is that for every single person that has how they do want to organize their time when it comes to their passions, the work they have to get done, uh, when it comes to socializing, spending time with family and friends, when it comes to their own personal hobbies. And if they're introvert or extrovert, like part of it is like not everything's going to apply to you. So don't be uh, don't be afraid to be your best self and be selfish when it comes to be your best self, right? I think that's extremely important for people to understand, especially at a younger age where, hey, if this particular thing is not your cup of tea, that's totally fine, right? I, I just pursue your particular passion because I promise you that will have an, a, a better ROI for your short term than doing something that you feel like you're forced to do. Yeah, and for those people that don't know, ROI, return on yield. And one thing that is super important is when people are young, they think that my best friend has to be identical to me. Like yeah. I like a certain type of music. They have to like that music. We both like the same shows, but I personally disagree with that. I think that what matters when you're young and what defines a true friend is your work ethic and your bigger values when it comes to a whole, like we, at team DFI, we have six people, all six of us are majoring in different industries, but we all work together because our common goal is to help young people figure out what they want to do long-term. And when you are so young, you are so malleable. And as you did mention, like become passionate about what you're interested in and really don't lose self, don't lose yourself. Because in college, it's very easy to lose yourself. You want to blend in and you see people from New York City going to schools in the South and completely turning into a Southern person when that's not their true self. They're just trying to fit in. And I think that it's super, super important to stay true to yourself because when you stay true to yourself, then you're only going to be happy. If you're going to be changing for other people, you're never going to be truly happy. And one thing that I think is really interesting is that you came back to Chicago and you started working there. What is it about that city that makes you so excited? Uh, so I think, yeah, I'm a lifelong, I'm born and raised in Chicago. I'm first generation. And um, I was really lucky uh, that I had the ability to travel really young in my life to other cities here in the States and globally. Um, and then personally for me, um, nothing was, uh, uh, nothing really kind of pulled my heart away than Chicago. Um, and I think the the thing that's so interesting about Chicago is I think it goes back to our economic DNA. So, you know, New York for finance, LA for entertainment, SF for tech, um, Chicago has everything. Chicago is the most diverse economy in the United States. There's and no pizza. sector and pizza. Um, there's no sector that takes up more than 14% of total employment in Chicago. Um, so one of the things that's been so interesting about Chicago is sort of when you think about New York being the Big Apple and SF being for Silicon Valley, it was really hard to brand and label Chicago one thing. It's impossible to do um, because we're the most diverse economy with so many different cultural assets. We're right in the heart of Midwest America, but we're a global city. So there's all these things that are kind of contradictory to each other or what people may see as contradictions, but they work extremely well in Chicago. And that's what's really so unique about this city. And I've never really uh, found another city that kind of pulled me away in the way that Chicago keeps me grounded here. Yeah, I think that every single city has its pros and cons. And it's definitely something interesting that I never thought about that the, the percentage of people and what industry they work in. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like the day in your life when you were the deputy chief of staff for the 10th district? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I worked for a elected official in Cook County government. Here in the States, um, uh, after state government comes the county government. So they're sort of the regional government that includes all the municipalities in that given area. 
And then Cook County, Illinois is the second largest county in the country with more than 5 million residents um, and an annual $6 billion uh, budget. So Cook County by itself is bigger than uh, over 20 states here in the country, right? We're bigger than Wyoming. We're bigger than most cities, um, which make it really interesting. So it's the city of Chicago with more than 130 uh, municipalities that make up Cook County. Um, and what was really kind of fascinating about when you looked at the county was uh, two thirds of our money went to public health and public safety. And what's really interesting about those two things is that uh, those are things that the average citizen may not interact with. So if you don't have health insurance, you go through the Cook County Health and Hospital System. If you're interacting with the, with the public safety system, it's because you got arrested or you were a victim of a crime, right? And so these are specific, really critical government services that were for vulnerable and marginalized communities in our, in, in, in our region, right? And so they were even more important that what we had to ensure is effective government operations in these two spaces. When you look at my average day, one of the reasons why I loved working in Cook County was that um, you were talking about the big ideas. So we launched, Cook County launched Obamacare before Obamacare launched. Uh, we got a, a waiver from the federal government to start um, um, an Obamacare program uh, for local residents, which was incredible to kind of see operate. Uh, um, and then I worked with local elected officials in the area on some of the, some of the common challenges or things that we want to prioritize and make sure that we were working on. Um, and then I would work with my colleagues within Cook County government, right? So when you look at the government, there's so many constituencies that you have to deal with. Um, everything from local elected officials to everyday community residents to uh, think tanks to advocacy groups and nonprofits. And I really loved being in the middle of kind of the civic universe when you were working at one of the largest county governments in the country. Yeah, and it's quite amazing that you were able to make your dreams a reality, kind of wanting to growing up in a city where you definitely see things that you don't like. And you're like, oh, maybe these things need change. And now you're in that position to take change. And not only are you changing things? You're working on the future of the city with a lot of innovation and you worked with Chicago Next. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience was like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my background's in public policy and government and uh, I did that for five years. So I graduated on a Sunday. I went straight to work for county government on a Monday. Um, I was 22. Um, and so I was one of the youngest employees in county government. Um, and then... Uh, I did that for five years. And so I went from uh, director of community affairs to director of public policy to uh, deputy chief of staff. And eventually, you know, I, I had this moment where I thought, okay, maybe uh, time for a change. And, but I just didn't know what that looked like. And so I had a friend that worked at World Business Chicago. Um, and I realized this sort of really interesting discipline within public policy, which is economic development, right? So how do you grow your economy so that uh, economic benefits um, are delivered for local residents? And so, um, there was this really innovative initiative within uh, World Business Chicago that was focused on technology, entrepreneurship, and innovation. Um, I thought I had my skill sets as a public policy professional to transition to economic development. Um, and luckily, I, I, I made the role. So I was program manager, um, and then I became director of the department, and today I'm executive vice president. So I kind of had every job within the department. And I'm super excited that now I have a really uh, amazing team that, you know, runs the work at World Business Chicago Innovation Adventure. And we're focused on three big things, to attract more capital for entrepreneurs and startups, to attract and retain talent for innovative companies and startups, and to grow our innovation ecosystem uh, with corporate, university, and national laboratory partnerships. 
Um, and so this whole idea of sort of a startup led economic development strategy, how do we build our economic development infrastructure? So it's supporting the most innovative thinkers and the most innovative companies in our city. And that's what my team hopes to accomplish. Thank you guys for listening to part one of the podcast. Part two will be up shortly. But in the meantime, you can check out the links below from today's guest. See you guys soon.